Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. We're back for another episode of the Hollywood Boulevard podcast. Tonight's kind of a last-minute togetherness one. Um, didn't sleep well last night, so I'm kind of tired, but I was like, look, I want to keep doing the show. So trying to figure out what I was going to do tonight, and I put on The Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino, his uh, eighth film, which I wonder because Death Proof was technically one of his films, but anyways, eight or nine, who cares? Um, but... The Hateful Eight has some unused music and music composed by Ennio Morricone, who scored such movies as Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more, um, a lot of westerns, um, Once Upon a Time in America, which had the longest, weirdest opening sequence with a phone ringing for a long time, so... Um, anyways, well, to get to our topic for tonight, it's three films by John Carpenter. I'm calling it uh, The Thing in the Fog That Came for Halloween or something like that. We've got a limited amount of time. John Carpenter is one of my favorite um, directors. His early work is totally standout. And um, one of the first movies of his I saw was The Thing. And... It's a remake of the Howard Hawks movie, The Thing from Another World, starring, uh, I believe it was Desi Arnaz. Not Desi Arnaz, Jimmy. The guy from Gunsmoke. Um, I can't remember his name. Matt Dillon, the guy who played Matt Dillon. Um, I think he played the monster in the original one. My parents will correct me after the show. I am not going to go look up stuff live right now because I don't have... Well, there's my iPad, but I may get distracted by um, shiny objects. Um, so I was watching The Hateful Eight, and they've got some... I was reading up on it, because the music, it, it takes place in the snow, and the music sounded really familiar, and then I saw in the credits, it was done by Ennio Marconi, and I was reading some stuff afterwards, and they had some unused music from John Carpenter's The Thing, which I said was a remake of... I believe it was a 1957 film, which is based on the story Who Goes There?, by Robert E. Howard, I think. No, that's the guy Roconian. Um, uh, anyways, well, forgive my uh, scatterbrain in this, but look up the short story, Who Goes There. It's pretty cool. You can see um, where a lot of the stuff in the movie is based on. So the thing opens up with a pretty cool spacecraft scene coming to Earth and what's like a long time ago. And then they have the iconic opening sequence with the thing breaking out into the screen. And then you hear some awesome heartbeat-type music of some fellows following a dog in an airplane. They wind up in a shootout. One of the guys gets killed. One of the good guys, or guys from Outpost 31, gets wounded. And they have this dog, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. You get the feeling you started in the middle of something, which you are. And as to the mystery of it, I'm, I did not like the prequel remake, the thing they did in 2011. I thought that they had totally missed the mark, and that I was wondering if they even watched the 1981 film. 
81 or 82. Anyways, if they watch the original film starring Kurt Russell and Keith David. And the the movie had a tremendous cast. Um, perfect cast, I think. You had um, T.K. Carter. You had um, the Wilford Brimley, the oatmeal guy. Um, um, oh, my gosh. Kurt Russell, Keith David... The guy looks kind of like Keith Richards. He's the the, the hippie in the doc. And um, it was just an amazing film because it really gets to the core of what would happen if, um, you know, stuff goes south in a, um, in a uh, crazy... Uh, time. Hold on a second. Stand. Stand by one. Okay, I'm back. So, sorry about that. A neighbor stopped by. So that happens in a neighborhood. Um, so you get these guys in this tense environment trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And uh, my dad told me his experience with watching the, the the thing. He thought he got the Howard Hawks one. And then there's a, if you're an animal lover, cover your ears. But there's a part where the one of the dogs starts turning into um, the monster. And my dad said he was making a big pot of spaghetti when it happened. And he was in Korea, I believe, in the wintertime. So that was humorous. And I remember... Um, uh, Mom and I were watching it. We were living in upstate New York while my dad was in Korea. And um, it just kept getting more graphic and more violent. Um, I, I abhor things happening to animals. I, I do not like that. Um, so that's, I can't, that's the one part of the movie I won't watch. But then when I was a kid, we were watching it when they're doing the trying to resuscitate the guy, and then his chest cavity opens up and eats the guy's arms. Um, my mom said, that's enough of that. Where you going to bed. And I remember my cats freaked me out because there was, like, seeing things everywhere. But, um... So, but basically, the movie follows these guys going through what the heck's going on. You had some very intense, um, suspenseful moments where the one of the guys um, claiming to fame is playing the shape that moves across the the screen in the blackout. And then people start finding, um, you know, shredded clothing, um, uh, things being sabotaged. Um, and it's just that the, the tension just keeps building. And I was, I was listening to the, um, audio commentary and John Carpenter said there was intentionally no like Rob Schneider type comic relief character to help the tension to keep build uh, this, the, the hippie guy had one of the best lines um, I think should be in one of the best lines in movie quotes um, is like when the after the part where they try to resuscitate the guy and um, is arm was getting in the chest cavity and the things just to morph. Um, 
The head comes off, brass legs walking away, and the guy's like, you got to be effing kidding. And that is just like, oh, my God, it kind of released some tension. You're like, what in the heck is going on? And then they have one of the other scenes where they do this blood serum test, figure out if they um, um, can figure out who's the thing. And then they have one of the other classic lines, am I going to spend the rest of this winter tied to this effing couch? And then there's three or four guys left going out to give um, the other man the blood test. And more um, suspense and action ensues. And then it goes into one of the coolest endings in the movie, um, which I won't go into because I really like it. If you haven't seen it, to watch it uh, in time for Halloween, because it is an awesome sci-fi, what-the-heck's-going-on scary movie. And in traditional John Carpenter fashion, it ends before you know what the true ending is. So... Um, so that's the John Carpenter's The Thing. Next one we'll go into is The Fog. Um, that one was introduced to me by my father. We're living in upstate New York, and it opens up. John Carpenter has some really awesome music. He composes most or all of his music. Um, I've got a cat who's trying to help me podcast. I'm surrounded by three of them. The other two are probably eating. Um, so the fog takes place in a, a town, um, called, uh, Antonio Bay. It stars Adrian Barbeau, Tom Atkins, who's a really super, um, B-movie character actor. I really enjoy his roles. Um, the guy who plays Dr. Five, which is a play of Vincent Price, he was played... He played the role of Napoleon in Assault on Precinct 13. And it has Jamie Lee Curtis's mother in it. Um, Hal Holbrook is the priest. Basically, it centers around, it's a ghost story that takes place on the water about um, a crashed ship of lepers. And um, just all these um, crazy goings-on in this town. And uh, the fog is just an amazing um, piece of cinema. The remake was okay, but some movies just don't warrant a remake. Or if you're going to do it, I hope it really knocks your socks off. But um, it was decent, but not as good as the first one. And um, uh, Adrian Barbeau does really well as um, the radio operator, the radio station broadcaster and um, just really well written, a fun movie Um, I recommend you watch that as well Um, and I won't go into too much because I don't know who's seen it, who hasn't Um, but it's definitely worth a look in the time for Halloween and it's good to watch it on a foggy night because you don't want to go into the fog stay away from the fog it's just good thinking. And then finally, with the new Halloween coming out um, this this Friday, I think, and that is going back to the Jamie Lee Curtis storyline. Um, looks like that's going to be a doozy. Um, the original Halloween, oh, I did not see, I can't remember when I saw it all the way through. Um, 
I remember going to see it in the theater a few years back. I know I'd seen it before, but I didn't watch it a whole lot. I didn't watch it as much as The Fog or The Thing. I mean, The Thing is one of those movies that if it's on, I'll watch it. Um, It's a movie I've seen dozens of times, and it doesn't get old. Each time, it's just just such a joy to watch. Um, And um, there was a couple um, comic book spinoffs of the thing as well. But Halloween, that's got one of my favorite actors in Donald Pleasance. He was a great um, jack-of-all-trades character actor, um, starred in movies like The Great Escape, um, Puma Man, which is an Italian B-movie. Um, and um, he was just fantastic as Dr. Loomis. Of course, Jamie Lee Curtis. And some other actresses from John Carpenter's work. Um, the Cop. And um, just a solid movie. Um starts off with this... Um, guy escapes from a mental asylum. He grabs a Halloween mask, which is a William Shatner <laughs> and a Captain Kirk mask they bought. They they fluffed out and primed it white and put some... I think they dyed... I don't think they dyed the hair on it or what, but it's basically a Captain Kirk mask that kind of will lighten the, the intenseness if you think about that. And it's just... pretty much the dawn of the slasher movie... Um, Still to this day, it creeps me out. Um, and and what's cool, it was filmed before John Carpenter um, did his version of the thing. But if you look quickly, there's the um, classic scene in Howard Hawks' the thing where they're forming the circle, and, and the gentleman with the glasses is like, "We were found a flying saucer." So, um, which is like really classic. And um, so that's in the movie, and then it's just his movies like tend to build and build, and the music builds and builds, and by the end of it, you're a nervous wreck. And you're like, what's going to happen? And um, basically, Michael Myers is something so evil, and it can't be stopped. Um, just definitely worth a look. I would recommend if you haven't seen that one, watch that before you watch the new one. Um, I believe they filmed it in California in a town in the spring or summer, so they had to make it look like the fall. They had to, they had to bring in leaves. Um, it just was um, – but Haddonfield, Illinois, it fooled me. But um, it was definitely a great movie. And um, for a bonus, I'll throw in um, – Big Trouble in Little China. Not a Halloween movie, not a scary movie, but it's got Kurt Russell and John Carpenter again. And that's a, just a fun one. So you have all, you have three movies that have been very like suspense and tense and freaking out and going, what the heck's going on? I'm looking to handle one more thing. Well, no pun intended, but you should check out Big Trouble in Little China. That's guaranteed to deliver laughs. I remember seeing that in the theater. I think it was my friend Gary, and um, in uh, now it's my friend Brian. Um, and as I've seen these movies numerous times with um, with my uh, friends, and um, they're just great movies to watch. Get some friends together, check them out as an alternative to that 
new version of Halloween. Check these out. She's the catch your fancy, and um, they're definitely, as my friends in Make It So So podcast, shout out to y'all, Beth Newman, and um, um, Dan, um, Make It So So. So these are not so-so things. They're fantastic movies. But um, check out my friends um, Beth Newman and Dan on their Make It So So podcast. And uh, my friend Jonathan Moody, who got me into this uh, podcasting stuff and allowed me to be a co-host, is all about acting podcast. You can just Google them and, and find out more. Um, I'm going to cut it short. I'm kind of running out of things to say. Um, but yeah, check out those movies. They're definitely worth the watch, definitely in time for the Halloween. Help you get into the spirit and um, um, don't go into the fog. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Oh, yeah. I can be reached at alfred.crane, iii at verizon.net. Um, Facebook, Alfred Crane. Um, the video alternative on Facebook, the video alternative part two on Facebook. Send me a request. I'll let you in. Just tell, send me a message saying you heard me on Hollywood Boulevard podcast. And um, we'll see what's going on next week. I'm, I'm feeling Where Eagles Dare, Kelly's Heroes, some Clint Eastwood War movies. And um, probably Heartbreak Ridge on top of that. But anyways, y'all have a great night. Happy Halloween early. Happy um, Monday and a happy mid-October. Thanks. Take care. Bye.